0: that um, today we'll be uh, talking about just the, the, the great commission. It's just um, a really, obviously a, a famous passage. And I, I believe that uh, most of us, if not all of us have heard this passage many times, but we do wanna talk about it today as we talk about the importance of missions and uh, also for our church, just the importance of serving on the missions committee, if you're interested in doing that. So we'll get into that. But before that, let me just say a quick prayer for us and we'll get into the passage. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for just your love and your goodness, for your faithfulness. And we pray today that as we delve into your word, that just you remind us of just your your goodness, of your your love. And we pray that we will be reminded of the, the command, the commission, the calling that you give us. And we pray, Lord, that... We will look to you, be blessed by you, and just seek to worship you. And we pray that you'll be with us today, just that you will move our hearts through your word and you would just stir in us, convict us, encourage us. Just bless us today as we respond and worship to you. We thank you. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, so again, we, we are today in Matthew chapter 28, and we are in what we are we, we call the Great Commission. You know, in the Bible we have the Great Commandment. Obviously, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind, love your neighbor as yourself, and then we have the great commission, which obviously our brother David just uh, wonderfully read for us. And it's it's an important passage because in that passage we're reminded of just the importance of making disciples of all nations and we were called, we're really, we're commanded to go out and to, and to share Christ. And, and I'm reminded as, as I read this passage, just the excitement that we should have to, to want to spread the gospel because, because there is just nothing better, right? There's nothing better than the sharing about Christ. You know, when we, when we read a good book, we can't wait to share about it. You know, when we Watch a good movie, or maybe watch a good TV program. You know, we we can't wait to share about it, right? When we try good food, I don't know if you've done this, where you know, after you eat something and it just tastes wonderful, you just want to you just want to tell people, you know, whether it's you you tell them in person, through a phone call, through a text, or maybe you know you put up a social media, you know, through like a Facebook or Instagram post or something, and just want to share uh, how, how good this was and. And so we get excited about different things in our lives and we just want to share. Either we have good news, whether it's, you know, promotion or getting into the school of our choice or a new job or obviously, you know, marriage or a baby or just whatever it might be. Again, we want to share these things because they're wonderful things. But what greater news is there than the news about Christ? What greater thing is there to share about than just... The fact that sinners like us have been saved because of what Christ has done, because of the message of the cross, because of the gospel message, because Christ died for sinners like us. That when we trust in Him, we could be forgiven, we could be saved, could have eternal life. And just the beauty of the good news of Christ is such a wonderful thing. And it's something that we should be excited about to share. Right? We want other people to know Christ, to love Christ. We want other people to worship the Lord because He deserves all the glory. He deserves all the worship. And so today, we're in the Great Commission. And this is right before Jesus you know, uh, ascends. Right? At this point, obviously, Jesus has died. He has gone to the cross. He has risen again. Um, and... And now you know, he spent some time with his disciples and now he, he's about to, 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 to ascend, right? To, to be at the right hand of the father. And, and before he leaves, he gives some final words. And these final words, I think are really worth remember just like anyone's final words, right? Usually people's final words are before, before, before they pass away. And even then we want to just remember those words and we want to cherish those words and they have an impact. But obviously Christ's final words are before he ascends, right? He's already died, he has risen again. And now he has some things to say to his disciples and to, to us, to his people. And as, as we think about this great commission, let's really think about his, his final words, how important these words are, how powerful these words are, and, and just the impact that they should have in our lives. And so, again, the passage, Jesus, what does he do? He he comes up, he speaks to his disciples, and he says, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Right? He says, all authority has been given to me. And then he commands his disciples, right? He says to them, go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always. To the end of the age. And as we look at this Great Commission, I want to really look at three things today. I want to break it up into three things, uh, three Cs, just to maybe help us remember it well. We want to think about the claim, right? The claim of Christ. The claim, we want to look at the command, or right? The command that Christ gives us. But also, we want to look at the comfort, right? The comfort that Christ Gives us, So we want to look at the claim, we want to look at the command, and we want to look at the comfort. So those, those three things are really what we want to focus on today. And, and first is the claim. What does Jesus say? Verse 18, he says to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. So Let's, let's look at the picture here, right? He, he's with the disciples, right? Disciples, they went to Galilee, they go to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them, right? So that's actually in verse 16, uh, we have Read that, obviously, but so they're, they're on the mountain. And I think we know in the Bible, whenever they're on the mountain, for example, somewhere on the mountain, it's, it's an important thing, right? Usually, and they're on the mountain. And in verse 17, it actually says, some. it says, it says they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. So it's interesting, right, that they're worshiping Christ, right? They see, they're realizing who he is, uh, but, but there is some doubt there as well. And so Jesus, as he's about to send them out into the world to do just this great thing, right, to, to, uh, to, to, before he gives us great commission, he wants to remind them who he is. He wants them to remember, to know who he is. And he says that by saying, all authority has been given to me. In heaven and on earth. He's reminding us, right? He he is all powerful. He has all authority. I mean, think about this claim, or all authority. He is all powerful. There is nothing on earth. There is nothing in heaven and or earth that is not under his authority. Right. Christ through his work, through his work on the cross, through the resurrection, he has triumphed over all sin, all death. He has triumphed over Satan. And evil, and you know, and we read in Philippians 2 9 that because of what he has done, that God has exalted him to the highest place, that every knee shall bow before him. And authority, author in heaven and earth, has been given to Christ, not only because of his work at the cross, but also because he is God. I want to read something that that I read, I think it's by John Piper. He, He writes, There is nothing in heaven or on earth over which Jesus does not have authority. That is, does not have the right and the power to do with as he pleases, both the right and the power. The scope and the magnitude of the authority of Jesus is infinite because Jesus is one with God, the Father. The Father has given them all authority, not because the Father can't give up being God, but because Jesus is God. And when deity shares infinite authority with deity, he neither loses nor gains anything, but remains infinitely full and triumphant and all-sufficient This is the lofty claim. Our Lord Jesus Christ has all authority in heaven and on earth because our Lord Jesus is God. There's nothing on earth that Jesus doesn't have authority over. Everything is under his control. He is sovereign. He is all powerful. He has all authority. So here's the thing, right? As Jesus commands his disciples, right, to to, to go to make disciples of all nations, he sends them out into the world. To, to serve him, to spread his gospel message, to plant churches. He's, gonna, he's about to do all that. Before he does it, he wants to let them know this, this is not just anybody sending you. This is not just anybody about to command this to you. This is me, right? This is Christ. This is the second person of the Trinity. This is Christ himself. And he has all authority. He has all power. He is truly sovereign. And how... Amazing is that, even for us today, as we, as we want to serve God, as we want to love God, as we want to worship Him, as we want to do what Christ tells us to do um, and follow His commands. How awesome is it that the One who calls us, that the One who commands, that the One who commissions us, that the One who loves us, He is. He is One who has all authority. See, when we do. God's work. No one can tell us not to do it. No one can really truly get in our way because the one who has all authority is sending us. And when we do his work, here's also what we know. We know that we are weak. We know that there's not much we can do, but we know that the one who sends us, we know that the one who commands us, we know that the one who is with us is one with all authority. So anything that we do for Christ, we do with confidence, knowing that he truly has all authority you know in a little bit we'll be talking about making disciples and every time i think about that i say to myself you know i can't make a disciple but i have no power i have no authority i have no ability to truly make somebody a disciple of christ right that's just the holy spirits where i can't do that but here's what i know when i'm trying to be faithful to do his work the one who is doing the work and using me to do that work is one with all authority so when we do Christ's work, we do it with confidence, knowing that our call is just to be faithful. But he is the one with all authority. He is the one that will change our He is the one that will do great things and he will use us as his instruments in doing those things. He has all authority. But the other thing I do want to point out here is that if he has all authority, that he has authority over the whole world, over heaven, over over earth, over all the nations, but also he has authority over my life and your life. He is Lord over my life. He is Lord over your life. And I think that's something that we need to remember because that means when he commands us, when he calls us, when he commissions us, we need to obey. If he is Lord, if he has authority, he has authority over my life as well. And I think it is important to remember that we need to say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Use me. Here I am. Send me. Use me. I want to do what you want me to do. And I hope that's something that we also remember that, yes, we are confident in all that we do for Christ because of his authority over everything. But we are also willing to always obey him because he is one with all authority, even authority over me, over you, over our lives. But as he makes this claim, right, to have all authority, he, he also commands us, right? So we have the claim, but we also have the command. And the command is very famous. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. Now, that's, that's a hefty. Hefty command, and you know, and I've heard pastors say they could do probably multiple sermons on, on this passage, and even just in that one verse. But one of the things that I want to point out here is this is this is a command. It is a command that God gives us. Uh, it is not a request. It is not a you know, hey, if you want to do this. It is not a suggestion. It is a command, and it's it's an imperative here. But interestingly. I remember growing up, I actually thought the imperative was to go. So growing up, I thought the way this passage is sound would be, go, therefore, right? Go, therefore, and then make disciples of all nations, baptizing them, teaching them. But if you look at the passage and the Greek, really the imperative is not on the go, the imperative is on the make disciples of all nations. So, so it's, it's the make disciples of all nations that is the imperative. And there's three participles, you know, just other verb, three participles that are, you know, connected to that main imperative. And the three participles is going, baptizing, and teaching, right? So it's, it's the, the, the thrust of this command is make disciples of all nations. That, that is the imperative. And with that, we see the three very important uh, other words, which is to go, right? Going, baptizing, and teaching. And so, go and make disciples, baptizing, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. And so, we're just going to break down this, this command. And obviously, we will still with the imperative. let start with the making of disciples. Now, one of the things I think is important to realize is if you want to make a disciple, then we need to be a disciple and who is a disciple. Uh, One pastor puts it this way, a disciple is someone who trusts in Jesus, who believes what Jesus teaches and who lives the way Jesus has called that person to live. So obviously a disciple is a Christian, is someone who trusts in Christ, who believes in everything that Christ has taught us, but also who lives the way Jesus called that person to live. This is something that we, we can't, you know, we can't produce disciples, right? So it's, it's the work of the, the Holy Spirit. But I guess my challenge first and foremost is, are, are we living as disciples of Christ? Obviously, if, if I'm a Christian, then I guess I am a disciple, but am I living in a way where I truly trust in Christ and all that I do? And Am I really always believing what he teaches? And am I living the way Jesus has called me to live? And I think that's something that, we need to really think about every day. We need to pray about every day. Christ calls us to deny ourselves, to carry our cross daily and to follow him. You know, he calls us to serve as he has served, to love as he has loved. Am I, am I really resting upon Christ, trusting in him? Am I really clinging onto the cross every day and really living my life for his glory? But, you know wanting to be more and more like Christ every day? I want to truly be a disciple that seeks his face, to, to want to live for his glory. And as I do that, I want to make disciples. That that is the command. And and that starts at home. We we want to make disciples, you know, with you know, within the sphere of influence that we have, right? Whether it be our families, in our church, in our communities, it does start there. And we want to make disciples. And you know, and sometimes you know, even in our church, you know, those of us who, who, who serve in the church even, you know, it's important that we want to make disciples in our own church and we want to help others, you know, uh, if they don't know Christ, we want to help them to know Christ and to trust in Christ and we want people to grow in Christ. And we want to help them do that. And then we want to do that with other adult members, also with our, our children, our, you know, our youth, uh, some of some of us, you know, we serve in, you know, Dayspring and Branch, and, and those are great ways of really helping others to grow in Christ and, and to make disciples. But if you look at the passage, it doesn't just say make disciples in our families or in our church, it's to make disciples of all nations, right? That, that's why it's, it's a great commission, right? There, there is an imperative to make disciples, obviously here at home, but also, to make disciples of all nations. And the word nations there, it's not talking about nations as we would think about different countries, right? different geographical areas, territories that have been designed to be a country. It's talking about people groups, talking about you know, people that share similar you know, language and culture and these different people groups that you know, there, there are thousands of them. And, and he's saying, I want you to make disciples, not just where you're comfortable, not just in your backyard, but I want you to make disciples everywhere, right? Of people, of every tribe, every tongue, right? Every nation, every people group. That is the imperative. Well, okay, Lord, how do I do that? And he tells us three ways. I want you to go, I want you to baptize, and I want you to teach. And and then let's look at that. The going, obviously, is, is, is going. He's saying go, you know, go, obviously, starting at home, go go into your workplace or go into your family, go to your people in your community, go to your friends, of course. But also he's saying go to wherever I send you um, and, and share about me, right? Go and share, go and tell, go and show. We need to share about who Christ is. We need to show people who Christ is through our words, through our actions, and the going, that is that is important. It starts there, but then it doesn't just say to go, right? It says to baptize. So so it starts with going, right? To telling people about Christ. But the Great Commission is not just about going. You know, I think sometimes we think of missions and we think, oh, you know, I just need to go and evangelize, tell people about Jesus, and hopefully they'll they'll believe, and then and then I come back home, right? And that that's it. Or you know. And whether I'm sharing the gospel, you know, in my workplace or my school or you know in the mission field, sometimes we just think of the Great Commission and missions as just, just just telling people about Jesus, and that's it. But the Great Commission is about making disciples, and to be to make someone a disciple, obviously it's not just about the going, it's not just about telling them about Jesus, it's not just about showing them who Jesus is. there has to be a a place where that person can go. If a person is converted if they trust in Jesus as their Lord and Savior then they need they need a community they need a church and so that's why we see go but we also see baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit so what is he saying He's saying I want you to go and I want you to share about me I want you to show people who I am I'll tell them about who I am but I want you to help them to be part of a community why because what does baptism symbolize obviously symbolizes a loyalty change, right? Baptism is a, you know, is a public profession of faith. And so if you're, you know, baptized as an adult, right? You're saying, you know, I, I wanna, you know, just profess before God, before everybody, right? Publicly here, you know, in this community that I am a child of God, that I trust in Christ. And obviously if, if you're infant baptized then you make that profession through, through, being, through confirming that infant baptism, but baptizing is a loyalty change, but also baptism signifies not just that, the baptism, it shows that I'm part of a church, I'm part of a community of worshipers. And so what are, what are, what are we seeing here? We, want, we need to go to tell people about Jesus, but then we need to help those same people to be part of a community where they can publicly profess their faith to show their loyalty change, that they are trusting Christ and Christ alone, and they are doing that in part of a church, to part of a community where they can continue to grow, to continue to be discipled. And so we we are going, we are baptizing, but also what did Jesus say? To teach them to observe all that I have commanded you. We want to teach people, not just give them knowledge, Right, because knowledge, you know, that's it's good to know a lot, but knowledge by itself, you know, it's, it's not that useful. It's knowledge that you can put into action. He says you have to teach them to observe all that I have commanded you. Um, let, me, let me read a quote from a pastor who talks about you know discipleship. And he says, Jesus is calling on us to disciple the nations. By going and baptizing and teaching, and disciple is more than getting to know what the teacher knows. It is becoming who the teacher is. It is becoming like him. That is our goal in the Great Commission. We want Christians, people who are like Christ's disciples and followers, and from every tribe, tongue, people, and nation all around the world. We, we want Christians, we want people who are like Christ, we want people that are disciples who are followers of him from every tribe, every tongue, every people, every nation, all around the world. And so, so, so what is this imperative? What is this command? We're called to make disciples, right? We, we, we need to go wherever God sends us to any, to every nation that He sends us to, to, to baptize. To people, right, to, have, to help them be part of a community of Christ and and to teach them to teach them who Christ is to teach them how amazing his grace is, teach them just through, through the word of God, who he is, what he has done, and to teach them to observe so that the people could become more and more and more like Christ and I think it's important as we read that to realize that the only way we can do that is obviously if we ourselves are growing in Christ, if we are disciples and being faithful, and as we are faithfully living our lives for Christ, we want to help others grow in Christ, to know Christ, and to become disciples of Christ as well. And so we see in this passage, we have this claim, Christ is saying, I have all authority right? He is sovereign, he is all powerful, he has all authority in heaven and or there's nothing that is not under his authority and with that authority, what is he doing? He is sending out his disciples he's sending out us to, to go to make disciples of all nations uh, you know, and, and to baptize them and, and to teach them, but as he makes this great command there's also a comfort Comes So we have the claim, we have the command, and then now we have the comfort. And what is the comfort? In verse 20, Jesus says, and behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. How beautiful is that? He started the passage just with the claim saying i have all authority i'm sending you out but i'm not sending you out you know just with, as somebody who has no authority no, i'm sending you out with all authority you know that i have and so you are going out there right in my name in the name of somebody who has all authority, so we can be confident knowing that Christ has our back, he has all authority, and that he is the one that's going to be changing people's hearts and lives. And so I go out, and I I want to share about who he is, and I want to make disciples, right? I can't do it. I know Christ is the one that has to do it through the Holy Spirit, but I, I want to be faithful to doing that, knowing that Christ has all authority. And so I am going out there, but as I go out there, as I share his gospel, as I do the work of Christ, here's the other thing that I know. I'm not doing it alone. That Christ is with me. He is helping me. He is blessing me. He is using me, and He is with me. That's important. Um, You know, I remember when I was a little kid, I I came to this country when I was six. I was born in Korea and came here as a a young kid with my parents. And, you know, when I first came, obviously I, I didn't really speak any English. And so it was scary for me anywhere. You know, going to school was scary. Because, you know, all these, you know, I, I, know I went to school where, you know, I, I saw all these kids speaking English and I, I, I can't speak the language, you know, going to the supermarket, following my mom around, you know, people speaking, I don't know what they're saying. And, and i remember going to mcdonald's with my parents and they would order food and you know and i would want, you know maybe a cheeseburger or a happy meal or something and and you know i'm just watching my parents you know, order and just just i'm too scared to speak cuz i can't speak the language i remember one day you know, i forget uh, how you know when that was but you know my, my parents told me hey i think i think you're ready now i want you to go up there and i want you to order a meal I order your own happy meal or something. And, and I was like, no, no way. I can't do it. I'm too scared. Right. Because, you know, I was too scared to, to speak in English and I wanted my mom to do it. I wanted my dad to do it. And then they said, no, 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 you're ready. You're ready. Go, go. And I said, no, no, no. And I can't do it. I can't do it. And so finally, uh, I think it was my mom said, you know, I, I'll go up with you. I'll be there right next to you. I want you to order and if you have any problems, any difficulty, I'm right there. I'm there for you. I'm with you. And, you know, that gave me confidence, knowing that, you know, she'll be right by my side. And if I stumble or say the wrong word, or if, you know, if the person can't understand what I'm saying, that, that, that my mom's right there, helping me, you know, with me and that just that changed everything you know I said okay I'll do it as long as you're right next to me as long as you're gonna help me as long as you know if I have any problems right you got my bag you know I'll do it and I think there's something beautiful about knowing that Christ is with us and obviously we know Christ is with us always but knowing that when we go through hard times he is with us knowing that when we seek To go and make disciples, right? When we seek to do his work, when we seek to follow his commands, there may be difficulties, but knowing that he is with me. How awesome is that? Think about these disciples, right? These 11 disciples, you know, who went into the world and, you know, some of them died, you know, doing Christ's work. Right, Uh, we hear you know it's not in the Bible, but we heard Peter you know was crucified upside down, you know, and and we hear about other, you know, we obviously we know like James was was killed for his faith. We see that in the Book of Acts, and 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 we see these disciples trying to be faithful, right? They become apostles, and but we know they're gonna have hard lives, difficult lives. You know, we think of John, John, the Apostle John, you know, who ended his life. You know, in Patmos Island, you know, I've been there just, and he was, you know, he was a prisoner. And obviously we know that God used him to write the book of Revelation, but we see his difficulties. We see the other apostles' difficulties. And as they were doing things for Christ, they were suffering. And and as they were suffering, how beautiful it would be when things are not going the way they maybe hoped it would go or things are difficult to know that Christ is saying, hey, when you go out there, when you do my work, When you are seeking to be faithful, behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. He is with me. He is with me continually. Right, He is with me every single day, every hour of my life to the end. He will always be with me, no matter what I am going through. As I seek to love him, to serve him, to share his word, to make disciples, he's saying, I am with you. And so we see this beautiful comfort that our Lord, our Savior, who gave his life for us, right? I mean, why do I become a disciple? Because I know who Christ is. I know that I'm a sinner who deserves to die, to suffer for eternity. And I know that Christ has loved he has died for me and I trust in Christ and I become a disciple and now I don't want to just be a disciple by myself. No, I want others to know Christ and I want others to worship God and I want others to know how amazing he is so they can give him the glory that he deserves and the worship that he deserves. And so as I seek to be faithful in doing that, I know that the same Christ who died for me who gave his life for me he is with me always to the end of the age and then you know my my hope my encouragement is that that we will be a church that really seeks to be part of this great commission that we would desire to make disciples of all nations and you know and and let and me think about that you know i do realize not every single one of us is called to go, you know, to be, a, to be a full-time missionary, you know, and to be, you know, to, to, to live there forever. I, I do realize that, and obviously, as a church, uh, you know, we've, you know, commissioned and sent out Paul and Susan, and and they're, they're doing that work uh, in Cambodia, and that, that's a beautiful thing. But as a church, I want to be part of this great commission, even if I can't be that long-term worker. I, I want to pray for them every day, right? I, I want to pray for them and pray for others that are doing God's work, and I want to support them uh, through prayer, uh, through, through finances. I want to support the work of missions all over the world, you know, um, to the missions work to make disciples of all nations. I want to be a part of that through prayer, through finances, but also if I'm able to, you know, as we have short-term mission trips, I want to go out there. Right. They'll say, Lord, send me. I want to go out there and I want to be able to show people and tell people about Christ. And I want to be able to be part of what, you know, people are, you know, the people are doing out there and baptizing and teaching. I want to be a part of that any way I can. And if God calls us to to want to go uh, into the mission field long term, right, how beautiful is that as well? Um, I've known some people who even when they retire, uh, sometimes they retire a little early and, they they go out into the mission field because they want to use just the later years of their life where they still have their health and energy to be able to be part of this great commission in a more active way. And, And that's a beautiful thing if that's something that God calls us to do. And, and I, and I want to really encourage us, you know, to, to know more about missions, to study about missions, to maybe read biographies about missionaries and to really, um, to be excited about what Christ is doing out in the world, and to be a part of that in any way that we can, and you know, and as I share about that, I want to put a plug in for our missions committee. Obviously, um, that if any of any of you are just encouraged and convicted and just move to be part of our church's missions committee to help support our missionaries, maybe to think of other missionaries you can support and to pray for, to think about maybe mission trips that our church can go on and to maybe to help a congregation to be more aware and, you know, about what's going on in the world uh, with our missionaries and with other missionaries and and just God's work. Um, if you wanna be part of that missions committee and to help lead it or to be a part of it, I do wanna encourage you to really sign up and to, to speak with me about it. I think that would be a wonderful thing, but I, I, I pray that as a church, that this great commission would be something we'd be excited about, that we would just, really take to heart. And I pray that God will use our church uh, to be a part of the great things He is doing all over the world. Uh, That we could be a church that is always excited to be part of God's work in making disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that God has commanded. And so, as you think about these things, I pray that we could be excited and let us again be reminded of the claim of Christ. He has all authority, the command that he gives to go make disciples of all nations and to think about the comfort that he gives us, that he is with us always as we are faithful to him, that he is always with us to the very end of the age. Let us pray. Father, we we thank you again.